No, my lawyer said I can't be Stevie Nicks. I'm just a generic, non-specific look-alike. Well, I'm just going to say it. I, I'm tired, I'm cranky, and I've got indigestion, which means I'm in the perfect mood to record this episode. Oh, and I, I was going to start singing in your misery. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Tired, I'm cranky, I've got gas. It's kind of what you would think. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the generic, nonspecific Stevie Nicks podcast. I'm your co-host, Randy. And I'm Anthony, and I welcome you also. Yes, and and today <clears throat> is a day we've been excited about and dreading all at the same time. We are doing Street Angel. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we do have one very exciting addition to this, and um, we'll talk about our very special interview in a moment, but... <clears throat> Anthony, what did you think of this album? Hated, Hated it. it. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's 1994. What? This is her fifth studio album. It, you know, between Other Side of the Mirror and now was the big part of her Kalanapin addiction. It was a yes. big dry spell, except for her greatest hit collection, Time Space. Um, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. And, um, and this was the first we, album to come out after we met. Right. We so met we were so excited space. to like experience a new Stevie album together for the very first time. Yes. We, we met in 91 to remind folks. So it's now about three, four, four years later, depending on the time of the year. Right. And uh, uh, yeah. I, I am going to be awful about this album, but I want okay. everybody to hear that I love Stevie Nicks so right. much. Yes. I there there is no songwriter on the planet and doubt there ever will be or was before that I connect to and I love her voice and I love her style. I love everything about her. I give her the grace of knowing what was going on in her life. Yes. But unlike other fans, I'm <laughs> about what I heard. Yeah. Got, that's what I have to react to today. What I heard right. with my own ears. Yes, and I, I think that that's only fair um, because uh, we hold our heroes up, you know, and, and put them on pedestals. But we need to also be honest and real about their people. And right. everybody has um, difficult times in their lives and they make mistakes and they do things. And, and even Stevie Nicks has said herself that this was the biggest right. mistake of her career. It's so funny because when I was reading, I went back and read some of the articles I was aware of yeah. talking about that. And she, in retrospect, thinks vocals were part of the problem and wish she had spent more time. Yes. And I'm sorry, Stevie girl, Lily, Miss Nix. <laughs> this was a lot of really overwrought, poorly written songs. Okay, thank you. I was going to say that too. That okay. you know, she has um, laid a lot of the blame of this on the producer. Who not she that would that's not, not name. true. Also, right. yeah, right. But she had some problems too, and it wasn't just in her her vocals. These these are some very subpar right. songs. And maybe if it wasn't for the K, the Kalana Pin, I'm going to say K because I'm lazy. Um, and maybe a different producer. 
maybe they could have been turned into masterpieces. I'm going to, I, when I went through the album yesterday, when I listened, I tried to make a positive note, one positive note about each song, <laughs> could not do it for each song. Right. But I tried. So I'll, I'll try to point those things out as we go along too. Right. Well, you did better than I did. I, I just looked at being able to say something positive overall about the album, which that was pretty hard to do as well. And here's um, an almost positive about the entire album. Okay. It's, really, it's shady as shit. <laughs> I listened again, you know, for the first time since then, probably for a long time, you know, last sure. week. And so many of these songs were like the first time I had ever heard them. I swear my brain was protecting me from this stuff. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, do you remember before we dive into the tracks, do you remember listening to it the first time? Do you remember getting the album and listening to it the first time? And what was, I was that in my like? bedroom in my apartment with my little CD player and I put it on. I was so excited. And then the first song came on. I was like, what is this? And then it never got better. <laughs> that That's interesting. Well, because I shouldn't say the first song because right. yeah, it was the first song. Yeah. Yeah, because I I didn't have the same quite the same reaction, and I no, it wasn't the first song. It was the second song? Okay, because I I was um I was back in my hometown for the summer. Okay, I was I was I was directing something called the Water Carnival, which has to be seen to be believed. Yes, and I've heard about uh, it many times, and I still don't understand it, folks. So just yeah. Yeah, uh, I, Randy's not the, kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Also, I was 18, 19 years old when I did that. I can't believe that they let me. But anyway, um, and somebody had actually bought it for me and gifted it to me. And it was on cassette. And I, I sat down and in my little room and I listened to it. And I tried so hard to like it. And I tried really hard to convince myself that I liked it. And like the first song came on and I liked it. And the second song came on and I kind of liked it a little bit. Let, and it, let's dive in then. Okay. All right. So let's start. Because the first song, it sounds like we were both like, cool. Yeah. yeah. Right. Blue denim. And All right. So I will say, as we both know, as everyone may know, fans, Stevie will tell the story of what inspired a song every week and every week it is different. So yes. this is either about Lindsay Buckingham or a complete stranger she met right. in 1992. <clears throat> she said that she met me in 1991. So I don't know. They are, you, they're green have... and blue. Randy can tell you they look pretty yeah. dark on the camera, but I'm yeah. just saying I might've reminded her of blue denim. That's all I'm saying. It could have been. <laughs> I've, I've heard her say it's about Lindsay more than anything else. Yeah. I, I saw another article again, where she said the thing about a stranger and yeah. he was so striking and this, you know, so right. Sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's also worth noting that at this point she has completely quit Fleetwood Mac, which yes. depending on the day of the week, she never admits that she actually quit the band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this was a, this was a fun song and, and I was, was like, you know, it's a, it's a fun poppy song. It's an, and again, it's an anthem in a way to me, everything's an yeah. anthem she writes to me mm -hmm. and you know, 
Brandy, well, if you're watching or if you've been watching all the episodes of the generic non-specific Stevie Nicks podcast, you know that I tend to key into things that um where Stevie's getting like, you know, a little little threatening or violent. I'm sorry, my phone's yes. making noise. I'm trying to silent it. Everyone's I apologize. And um it's the last line of the song that sells this whole song to me. Yes. Yes. She's she's gonna come back, not if she's going away for a little while to remember how to feel. And if she finds the answer, she promises. She's not coming back to get you. She's coming back. I'll come back and get you. Mm. Motherfucker. Yes. That's my interpretation. Yes. In in one of one of our handwritten correspondences. Yes. We discussed that <laughs> specifically. Uh, and you asked me if I thought it was to come back and rescue someone or to come back and exact revenge. And I read it the same way that you did, that it was, it was a revenge thing. Uh, I really did. Um, but it was, you know, it was, it was still just a lot of fun to listen yeah. to. And so you thought it, it was, it different. was, which is why the revenge was so fun. Cause it was not like serious. It was like, yeah, right. I don't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. But it, it was similar to the feel of like this song could have been on the other side of the mirror production wise. Right. It was, it was kind of rooms on fire ish. I, for a while, misthought she didn't write this. Oh, back then, which is, I explained to myself why I like this song and hardly any of the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, it was a great I, I, song. Always... I love it from beginning to end. And yeah, it's it's, it's know, a poppy great, and fun, you know, great album opener, fantastic. And we're like, okay, we've got a new Stevie album. Let's let's see what track two does for us. <sighs> I wonder what Greta would say. All I know is if Greta was a person and the song Garbo was a person, Garbo would kick Greta's ass. <laughs> yeah, again, this was like I never heard it before. I my my psyche was protecting me from this song, you know. And yes, making it sound like it sounded brand new is not a compliment in any way, shape, or form. No, I will say this too, because uh, um, when I would do uh TV interviews on this one specific channel, when we did the um twenty four karat gold screening here, uh. I talked the the producers of the morning show uh, talked me into a let's stump Randy Stevie Nicks edition, right? Oh, and okay. I was like, okay, you hit me because I will ace this. And the one question that I missed was, what celebrity has Stevie Nicks written two songs about? And I had forgotten Greta so much on purpose, that, <laughs> on purpose that I. Had um. Also, for me, this is the weirdest thing. There is a Little Mermaid connection to the song Greta. Okay. okay? Because there's a lyric that says, um, just how many art lovers can one get to know? <laughs> and it sounds so much like a how many wild treasures wild. Yes. can one cavern hold? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I, I sing. And so forever and ever, this is just a little mermaid throwback song. It's really it's weird. like the the lyrics are awful, awful. Yeah. Like there's nothing beautiful or elegant about the lyrics. 
You know, and there's no. that one part where she's like, I'm living in the ocean, I'm living in the mountains, I'm at the station. It makes no sense. Like right. there's no interpretation on the planet where that's beautiful poetry. It was just mm -mm. her in it under the that terrible drugs, you know, yes, possession, just trying to throw things down and make them work. And it just didn't. And and it does it such day, a disservice to Garbo. It is. But the, the the thing, if I had read the lyric notes back then, the liner notes so closely, and saw what I saw yesterday, that her brother was playing harmonica on the track, that would have been <laughs> such a red flag about what's to come. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a few things like that through here. Um, so this this starts a, a, a list that I have made of things that I never want to hear Stevie Nicks sing in a song. <laughs> And 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 just how many art lovers can one get to know is the first okay. one. Okay, that that will, is a lyric that just. Yeah. No, I hear it now. I can sing it. It's great. I love right. that. My yeah. only, my, I do have a positive for this song, believe it or not, and it's I at the end where she sings one of the times. I wonder what Greta would say. It was done so nicely that that could have been a hook for a totally different song. Yes, that yes. is the positive I will give you for this one. Okay, well that's that's very nice. Uh and okay, so then we get to Street Angel. Oh my god. The title track. Okay. Oh my god. So continuing a little bit from from last week's episode, um, because you'll be surprised, but this is actually one of the very few songs that will end up on a playlist of mine. Oh gosh. Because um 1994 was also the year that my father passed away. And so this song makes me think of that. Um, it makes me think of that event. It does not make me think of my father. I have other songs that will make me think of my father, but that it's just kind of embedded in that. But um, again, I the most problem I have with this song isn't the vocal delivery. It isn't the production. It isn't even David Crosby. It's the lyrics. It's the tempo for me. Okay. It is so very slow that I think when you're on Kalanapin, it sounds fast. That's <laughs> what I think. I really wonder if like, if you're an addict or a former addict and you listen to it, if it's a different experience and I'm not being shady or funny, I really seriously wonder about that. And then the lyrics. Yeah. That Charles Dickens character line talk about Mabel Norman disease. Right. You know, that, that's a thought that should have turned into a really cool line. Yes. <laughs> not, not our line Stevie. And then when she oh. said strange and elusive in that other lyric, it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah, there's no art. No, it's, it's, it's very, it's very on the nose. It's the same thing that it's up she, the nose. It, it is. <laughs> uh, and that's, you know, she didn't do these dreams on rock a little because she said it was too literal. It was too Stevie Nicks too. And this is exactly that. Right. Right. Exactly that. Yeah, it is. And, and she but, did it but all some like sixth graders first rap version of that. Not even her right. worst before. It, right. it, I blame it on the K. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, no positives about the, that track. Nothing. Okay. 
Uh, second line that I never want to hear Stevie Nicks sing a Charles Dickens character with your top hat and your scarf. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next, we go to Docklands. Next. <laughs> All right. Only thing I'm going to say about that, I Stevie Nicks does not need to sing about a laundromat. Right. I was really glad to rem- to reconfirm that she didn't write it. Yes. Um. Again, the melody, the lyrics, it was just very amateurish. The whole yes. Track. Yes. I um, also found how I, through this re-listening, that Sarah Fleetwood can, doesn't do harmony well, at least with Stevie Nicks. It was so distracting. Like mm-hmm. there was a part with Hold On or something. And um, I mean, I was going like this, you know. Yeah. And that line where she says over and over, I beg of you, is like, oh, right now I can totally relate. I beg of you. (laughs) I beg of you. (laughs) You know, she got a lot of flack in the Tango in the Night song, When I See You Again, about saying what's the matter, baby, over and over and over and over again. Right. That ain't nothing compared to I beg of you. Yeah. And I I didn't mind that, what's the matter, baby. It was funny. I didn't either. I I loved that. Yeah. But she got a lot of flack. I definitely made fun of it on my own, but I enjoyed it also this was like stop stop yeah. stop stop it was four minutes and whatever seconds of torture yes yes all right listen to the rain oh my god that intro reminds me of like a kid back in when the first little electric keyboards would came with the pre-programmed beats on it that's what that musical intro reminds me of again amateurish this whole song sounds so amateurish and awful you know, yes. the, the lighthouse, like the way, oh my God, everything's so literal again, I guess. You know, the Phantom of the Opera line. It's like, okay. what? Yes. Uh, things that Stevie Nicks should never sing about Phantom of the Opera. Also, <laughs> she should not have inserted Beauty and the Beast. I used to call oh, this. Oh, oh, yeah. Because the the musical Beauty and the Beast was playing on Broadway at the time. And so to me, this was the... How many Broadway musicals can I fit into a single song song? Um, and this was actually uh, previously recorded for Time Space. I don't know if you know that. But I it was didn't know it. Okay. Uh, thank God I didn't do that. But you can probably, oh, go ahead. So, sorry, I didn't know you were. No, I, I, was, I was just going to say that um, to me, the, the production of it sounds like one of those early 90s shows where it's a it's a drama maybe it's a cop show and the producers are saying hey get some studio musicians and go in there and make a song that sounds like it would be in the 90s and that's what they did yes i agree with that i love that yeah if you took stevie's vocals out of it and you just put in a session musician it would be playing like in the background on Laguna Beach while they're investigating a murder scene or something. Yes. Here, I have a challenge for anyone listening who's like, yes. oh, they're being too harsh about this song on this album. For this song, you go listen to that, to the line, Randy, maybe you can recreate it. I can't really sing it, but my world will still revolve mm-hmm. around you. Listen to that phrasing. It is terrible. It is it awful. Is. It is, there's nothing pleasant or interesting about it. My world will still revolve around you. You gave it more. You did it better than she did. 
okay, so I am now a session musician for there a 90s cop drama. There you go. So that electric guitar was so misplaced in this song, which I started to yeah. realize was a pattern throughout many of the songs here. And so I blame, what's his name? Uh, uh, Knowles? Noels? Rick? Yeah, Rick Knowles. Yeah. yeah, I blame him. I blame him. Al also the, the producer of the mm -hmm. album, um, who was Glenn Johns, by the way. She would maybe never name his him. Fault. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. it's him. And, but and, they were still there. They should have been removed, all of them. Because yes, yes. like you said, they were dated and they were misplaced. Yes, it, it's so... Oh. And but I this can't, is one I have, of the songs that that um, Street Angel apologists really point to as a good song. Oh my God. Yeah. And the yeah. cliches, the stop and smell the roses line. And and then, you know, I, I don't have a positive, right? Again, I want my four minutes and 47 seconds back, please. But if I could, I have to totally agree with her. There, there is no beauty of the beast here. No, no, no. There's no beauty in the beast here. Yeah. It just, yeah. This yeah. is the like the third what the fuck in a in the in a row of right, right. Uh, and then we get to. This is so weird because apparently, destiny was written first and then enchanted. Like she took destiny and she was like, reworked this it. This isn't it right. It's crap. I'm going to do it again. Right. And then several years later, she's like, oh, maybe I will dust it off. Oh, I'm in, I'm on Klonopin and I can't think straight. I'll put destiny on the album. Right. That's what I think. Okay. And so here's the other thing about that. Regardless of her uh, addiction issues or anything like that is that um, she has such a huge backlog of songs that she could have recorded for this album, just like she did 24 Karat Gold. She could have done something like that where she yeah. just picked up her old songs. So at least, at the very least, the songwriting would be, you know. Who knows? Better. Who knows? Right? I don't know. I don't know. And again, this one, like Street Angel, so slow. Yes. So slow. And it just came out so corny. It was, again, no positive. Right. Um, What's that? My destiny is fighting again. What the hell yeah. is that supposed to mean? <laughs> right. right. And again, Sarah Fleetwood, stop. Yes, 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 yes. I understand. I really do. I understand she wanted to give Sarah a job because she was uh, divorcing Mick Fleetwood and Stevie was hating turn, on Mick. But turn her mic down. Turn, turn her mic down. Turn or further. Or. She could be the burn cream administrator. She could be, I mean, she could be anything else. Really. Give her, give her a, a um, cowbell and right. put her down as a percussionist. That'll really fix Mick. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, that would have been awesome. That would have been really, really good. So, yes, I loved it later when it became Enchanted. Right. However, yeah, yeah. Um, this this would be typically where we would stop side A because it's it's the end of of album one. So by the way, this is the first one that was not released on vinyl. So this is the first time it's been on vinyl. Um, so we man, we have barreled through uh, side side one, but I think we were we were very honest. And uh, Anthony, I have a um really special interview that I want to insert into the podcast here. And I did it without you. B 
because um, this particular uh, interview subject insisted on being compensated for his story. And so when we were negotiating price, he said something like uh, he was going to charge us double to do us both at the same time. And I I got really uncomfortable about that. So we just talked. And so, uh, folks, I cannot believe we were able to do this, but we tracked down the street angel himself who inspired this album. And he has a lot to say. So we're going to take a quick break and insert that interview, and then we'll be right back. Okay, everyone, we are back, and we had such great response to our interview with Dwight the Dove in the Rock a Little episode. We knew we had to get someone even more special for the next uh, interview, and I can't believe we were able to do this, but we tracked down the street angel from the album street angel so everyone please welcome street angel to the generic non-specific stevie nicks podcast thank you so much for being here yeah yeah no problem i mean 20 bucks is 20 bucks well listen uh i appreciate i just i had one quick question before we delve into things um, do you want me to call you Street or Angel, or do you have preferred pronouns? How do you uh, want to yeah, do you know, that? You can call me Street. Uh, yeah, you can call me Big Sexy. You know, whatever you want. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but like in the Bible, only only three of us got names. Really, I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, there's uh, Mikey. I'm sorry, Michael the Archangel. Blah blah blah. Big charge, and then Gabe's the one who told Mary she was knocked up. And then, of course, there's right. Lucy, my man, Lucy. <laughs> you see him? Right there. There he is. Uh, <clears throat> Lucy, yeah. Go, boy. Um, yeah. Great. Nice. Go, 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 Lucy. Uh, I, I do notice that you've got a very unique look about you, and I didn't know if maybe you could explain where that comes from. Oh, so you like what you see, and you like the big guy. I saw what I'm here. Yeah. I mean. Sure. <clears throat> this outfit is, you know, standard issue is permanent. I can't take it off. Part of the package. Uh, luckily, I, you know, I got some body art to say who I was with that and that that stuff. But um, like, you know, I love my uh, my little wolf tattoo. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, the rest of it is unchangeable. Can't do anything about it. Uh yeah, but the the hair kind of doesn't really go with the it, the rest of the outfit. Like I said, it's part of the package. I can't do anything about it. I tried to buzz my head; it grows back like in a minute. I once went and got tried to have my head waxed, and like that nail technician, she well, she still hasn't technically fully recovered. If you know what I'm saying? Oh my. Uh, okay. Well, um, let's get into your relationship with Stevie Nicks and how you came to be associated with the album Street Angel. How did that come about? Well, hmm, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, uh, well, Stevie's a little bit of a of an angel groupie, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know it's more than me, right? She's got like mad songs for angels. Uh, you know, Sleeping Angel, Desert Angel, Soldier Angel. There's at least two like Blue Lamp, she got the Guardian Angel. There's another one with Guardian Angel. Of course, the original 
Fleetwood Mac song Angel, which is about your boy. And really, also, I'm the only one that got two songs, Street Angel, Angel, and an album named after him. You know, and I, let's just say uh, I made the biggest impression on her, if you know what I'm saying. And and where did you two meet? Um, let's just put it like this. I was working in a medical supply business. I, I see. I see. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about the song named after you. Uh, were you involved in the writing of the song or did you just be the inspiration for it? Oh, this I think the inspiration was two parts. Me and the psychiatrist that was giving her decay. Okay. You heard All how right. slow it is, right? Yeah, yeah. We we discussed that earlier. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> now this may be a little more difficult to talk about, but Street Angel, the album, was a commercial and critical disappointment, and Stevie herself has called it one of the biggest mistakes of her career. How do you feel about that? Hate is going to hate. Look at me. Oh, okay. song, two songs that album. I'm worried about them. So you don't have to worry about the royalties and you're not worried about your place in the pantheon of, of Stevie's um, works. I don't understand a word you just said. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I know that you've got other places to be and other uh, people to supply medicine too so i'm just going to wrap up with one last thing is there anything that you want to say to stevie's fans uh, yeah she's a cool chick you know what i mean she's it's a it's a sin she's not immortal like me you know what i'm saying but i you know i think about her a lot she's, she's in my heart i do have a heart we do have hearts oh wait let me show you something hold on a second. um <clears throat> what's it oh there 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 I always got my girl with me. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, okay. I I see more than your girl, but um, I do want to thank you so much for taking the time to be here and explain your involvement in Stevie's career. Everyone, let's thank uh, Street Angel for taking the time to be on the generic Stevie Nicks non-specific podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. How do I get to twenty? Hold up, hold up. Uh, uh, yeah, I got you. All right, if you'll see Karen on your way out, she'll take care of you. All right. Peace. Uh, peace. Unconditional hate. <laughs> Another one. Hated it so much. Again, so slow. The tempo was so slow. It was like, why? No energy. How are you not hearing this? Anyone in the room with Stevie or Stevie? I understand right. why she didn't hear it, but it sounded so unfinished and like a half thought. And you know, I love me some Sandy Stewart. Right. And there were some good lyrics in this piece. Yes. But like the harmonies. Oh my gosh. And again, there was a problem with the back vocals. I think again, I'm not, you know, but um, right. yeah, I, my positive for this song is that some of the lyrics are great. And I'm sure if, Maybe Sandy Stewart had recorded this by herself. Or right. Stevie had recorded it with a at a different time. It would have been a wonderful song.
Yeah, you know what it needed since it had Sandy Stewart and Stevie. Cowbell? No. It needed Carolyn Brooks. That's uh-huh. what would have made it sound great if it had been Stevie and Sandy and Carolyn. Um, but this is where I really felt like the vocals were a problem. And it sounded too much like they were all in a karaoke booth. Remember when those were all yes, the rage in the nineties? It sounded it, it did. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like she only gave it like one fifth of a total Stevie effort. Right. They all they all went out and got margaritas at TGI Fridays and they then they one margarita and they made a bad song. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's that's unconditional love. I mean, it's just uh okay. Then we're we're here to love is like a river, which I think is absolutely interchangeable with listen to the rain, and I get them confused all the time because they're both so bad. Nuke it from space twice, and then right. nuke it again. Again, the slowed down thing. This track got the others were just bad. This one got progress progressively worse as the mm-hmm. as I'm listening to it. Yes, I don't know the lyric reuse of from other songs was kind of like sticking out like straight back and you know yes i felt like again i'm not a i'm not a professional right and maybe randy can phrase this better if i don't come across well but it sounds like again she didn't know if she wanted to be a rock singer or part of a girl group on this record yeah (laughs) yeah you know yeah no and and okay it's bad no positive on this one uptight lady another phrase stevie nicks should never sing right no (laughs) really it's a collection yeah it's just it's yeah yeah um but okay i have a couple of things nice to say about rose garden believe it or not i i have a positive yes i thought it was simple mm-hmm. the elegance of the lyrics were wonderful i thought yes. production was great yeah and i love that she wrote this when she was so young right you know and she performed it on the enchanted tour as a part of the acoustic set. Oh, and it wow. was it was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. She did uh Rose Garden and Sleeping Angel and a third one. Oh, Garbo. It was Garbo, Sleeping Angel and Rose Garden in an acoustic set and it was so beautiful. And the fact that she pulled something off of Street Angel to to perform in concert. Uh 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 it was written when she was 16 years old. It is not a song from Street Angel. I Hereby say so. Okay. It is fair free. Enough. Hereby change the universe and all the multiverses. It's never appeared on right. stream. <laughs> it, it and it and it. I mean, it sounds like the beginnings of of a of a songwriter's career. Now, because if she wrote the same song now, she would have done. She will do it differently. And but that's it, why the simplicity was so beautiful, and I loved. Yeah. It. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, when I was reading the lyric sheet, I was thinking of that old song, I beg your pardon. Right. And then she wrote this two years before that song yes. was released, yes, which is like, oh, that's interesting. But then at the end of the recording, she actually does pay a little homage to that one, the way she phrases it. And I like that. So, yes, I have a positive about this one song. Yes. So- yes. Uh, it's a lovely song. All right. So um, you taught me this lyric by the way and you probably (laughs) don't remember this maybe love will change your mind 
when pigs fly. <laughs> I do not remember that, but you tell me so many things that I don't remember saying. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was your parody limit lyric. That's awesome. Part, right? And it fits one so well. My positive about this song is that it's one of the most happiest moments of my life when I was able to flip to the last side of this goddamn Debra album <laughs> on the turntable. We're almost done. We're almost and that's through it. This. I have nothing else to say except for Sandy Stewart. Again, I love you. Maybe maybe it's Noel's fault here. I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a set of photos, which by the way, she did take some really awesome photos uh, during during this period, and um, she did some photos by David LaChapelle, which one of my favorite photos of her ever, where she's standing, balancing on a hookah pipe, and she's holding an umbrella, and that's oh yeah 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 okay I love that photo right, and that's from the it's David LaChapelle yeah it's very oh, I, weird I do have a positive about this I thought that opening melody and the delivery of the first line were really fun, and that's it. Mm-hmm. The yeah. rest of the song was like, yeah, it just the went vocal from was fine. It was, but it was bare minimum okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, this was—I know there was some confusion about maybe Blue Denim was going to be his first single, and then something, right. else, and then this ended up. And I guess a record executive, I could see maybe why they thought it was a single, but for me. If I were a record executive, I wouldn't have chosen this as a single for Stevie Nicks. Yeah, no, it it would have been okay for someone else. But, you know, I also heard that there was a video shot. And so there's some stills of her in a really curly Rapunzel-like wig with a white outfit and all these candles and and things around her. And apparently, allegedly, that's from the video shoot. Oh, but I don't think it is. But that's what everybody was saying. Because you think it would exist and been leaked by now, yeah. Right, right. Oh, one but, more comment is: is this one was another where that really distracting, like electric guitar solo thing? Yeah, yeah. I wondered if the whoever, which of the producers thought, you know, a lot of Stevie's best Mac songs were where Lindsay did it. You know, threw in the, a really incredible guitar solo. Yes, but it built on the song. It made sense with the song, and these were just like, "Look, I'm playing electric guitar solo in the middle yes. of the record." I just, yeah. There's um, on YouTube, and I'll put it up on our blog. That uh, there's a uh, remix of this song, or a a remaster, or whatever that I think was done for Enchanted and it's, it actually makes it bearable because it, it brings some stuff to the front that's in the back and it buries some other stuff. That's it's, it's better, but it doesn't make up for the lyrics. <laughs> so for the last three songs, do we have to? Is <laughs> okay. <laughs> Only because we'll, we'll say this. Stevie Nicks covered Bob Dylan move on. Um, I except she impersonated him in the first line. Yes. You if you listen, you hear her do that extra, extra, extra ah, uh, you know. Nobody um, yeah. feels any pain. When I listened to this, I thought of Mariah Carey's very many times she's been asked about Jennifer Lopez. And Mariah Carey, for those that don't know, 
does what Randy did. I don't know her. That's how I felt when I listened to this the first time and again this time. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 awful. Okay, the one thing I want to say she about- She did it kids. because she told him she would do it. Yeah. She wanted to impress him. Yes. And yes, we did. shouldn't have to suffer through that. No, we shouldn't. Um, she could have sang it in his living room and we'd be done with this. Um, okay, Kick It has another phrase that should not be ever sung by Stevie Nicks. It's not Kick is, It? <laughs> well, okay, two phrases. <laughs> no, I'm waited for in Egypt. It's just something I must do. What the hell? Yeah. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no I sense. I do think, though, that this song could work if she did it over in her right mind. I do think that, but it, the lyrics would have to change too. Right. She'd have to rewrite it and re-record it. That's my positive for this. And then okay. again, this one was another one with the like yeah. electric guitar inserted for no reason part. Yeah. Children of the world, the forgotten chimpanzees. Okay. So we've mentioned my friend Lacey James on the podcast before. Yes. She's someone, yes. she was my roommate back in the day. She loved her album. She was really hot in Arizona or Texas. I forget. Uh, never made it big, but she's still a musician, a singer. She's done it her whole life. She had a song that predates Stevie's called Silverback. You should all go Google Lacey James Silverback to hear a good song about Jane Goodall and her work. <laughs> because is it, it on was, YouTube? It is. I'll yes. put it up on our blog. Okay. And this this is up. not it. This again was like the Bob Dylan song. Right. Oh, Jane, I love you so much. I'm going to write a song about you. And then when she tried, she had to put something out. And this is the piece of crap that happened. You know. Okay. There's actually a story about this. Okay. That I heard on an interview where she Jane was... tried to sue her. What? No. <laughs> Please don't release that. No. No. I, but she showed up. No. Apparently... They had asked Michael Jackson to write a song for Jane Goodall, like the oh. Jane Goodall Foundation or something. Ah. And he was he was taking too long. So they went to Stevie and they and she was like, oh, OK, I'll do it. And then she does the thing and and she she was really proud of it. And then it turned out to be this. Well, the Michael Jackson song that he eventually released was Heal the World, which was mm -hmm. one of his biggest hits. Right. You know, and he just took to me, a little bit longer. I think in the state of mind she was in, it was just she wasn't up to it yeah you, the whole song just reeked of from trying too hard from beginning to end for me and it was too yeah as you have said on the nose and literal and too yep. many ways there yep. were a couple lyrics that were like really nice and um weren't you guys talking about the time she mentions angels earlier like she mentioned yeah, yeah, in this yeah. song too there's angels in here yes there are again please folks go listen to Lacey's song because there's a great Jane Goodall song out there, and I want you to hear it. And you know what, Randy? I was talking about this to myself in the mirror, and I'm going to do it. The River song. I wrote a song about a river the same year, I think. And I'm going to give you the lyrics to put on the block. Because please? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to do that. I'm never going to sing it. No one can know the melody. I'll tell you the melody. You can try to sing tell it. Tell me the me melody. I'll see if yeah. I can't figure it out on piano. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, I can probably of, figure it out on piano and give you the notes. I yeah. can do that. Yeah. I just um, can it easily. I remember because uh, you used to send me poetry all the time when we were writing letters. And you had sent me a 
poem inspired by the Charlie's Angels episode, Angels in Chains. That's yes, sir. <laughs> and I tried so hard to to figure out how to write music to oh, that. Oh, I have. I okay, it... I'll sing it to you later. I can hear it right now. <laughs> okay, because I I could sing kind of the chorus. I had like a little My bit of it. Is... But yeah, um, but yeah, this uh, I had even tried replacing the lyric "Forgotten Chimpanzees" with "Forgotten Ones Like Me." just to like make this palatable and it's still this okay so here's the thing this album is so bad and i'm so sorry how bad is it i would i've taken almost every stevie solo album and created some sort of alternate playlist with like different takes or demos or something to make it just a little bit i can't fix this i can't fix this I told you this earlier. There's a classic line from the B. Arthur character, Dorothy and the Golden Girls, that sums up everything that I feel about this album. Girls, how are you holding up? Oh, fine, just doing Terrific. <laughs> you know, this reminds me of the big dance back in St. Olaf to kick off pretzel week. My Uncle Gunther, after the great beer nut shortage of 29. Foul, foul, send a judge over here. This woman is trying to put us to sleep. <laughs> Again, I don't blame her. I know she was in the right, very bad place, and and in a good way, out of that bad place. Yes, and this maybe this exercise helped her get out of part of it. You know, gave her that extra push once yes. she 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 processed the album and went. That's not something I'm proud of. That's not something I would do on purpose. You know, right? Yeah, I I agree. So, but again, it's the folks out there who claim to be Stevie's biggest fans who say what a great album this is how, and get mad if you say it's not up to par. You guys are not doing anybody any good by having that point of view. Right. Now, I get it. Like you said, that song really resonates you because of your dad. And I yes. get that folks might have that point of view because of a, uh, events in their own life. And I get that yes. too. But yeah. objectively, outside of that, this is right. just a poorly done, poorly written album. Especially, Randy says this about me all the time, my standards are too high. And this is my girl. So my standards are the highest. Right. Yes. So, And I don't even think this hit a bare minimum bar for like, you know. No. Generic pop no. artist. You know. She could have phoned something in better than making an effort with this. Yeah. You know. Uh, and that's the thing that bothers me. But uh, yeah, we kind of raced through this, but that leaves us a little bit. Of I was so time. passionate. <laughs> yes, but it's so true. Everything that you, nothing that we have said is not true. You know, um, also, uh, I want to take just a minute to remind everybody that we have a contest going on right now. Yes. You can actually win a copy right over my shoulder of the complete studio albums and rarities on vinyl or a copy of mirror in the sky, the life and music of Stevie Nicks by Simon Morrison by going to stevie I've pinned the contest up at the top of the page. It's very, very simple. And we really want you guys to, to enter. And also as Anthony and I mentioned the other day, comment on this stuff. We want to hear from you. Just Nobody yeah, comments. tell me I'm bald and ugly. I just want to hear human beings talking to right. us. Right. We want to hear Please what don't you say, say I'm bald and ugly. <laughs> yeah. 
No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> it'll, it'll crush me. But only because we know different. You're bald and beautiful. All the sense? All, see. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, I know. Look, our little mascot, he's even looking at the camera most of the time. Um, now, the great thing about having finished this is next time we get to do Trouble in Shangri-La. Yes. And I'm very so, excited. so very excited about this. This is the album I've been looking forward to for a long time, which also hasn't been on vinyl, and I haven't played the vinyl yet. I'm, I'm waiting, 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 waiting. And, and yeah, in honor of your Little Mermaid uh, uh, revelation, I just want to say I'm glad uh, we're done with this crap. I don't know if I hit the notes anywhere here. Talk about poor unfortunate souls. Randy and I had to listen to it. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. That's the title of the episode. Poor unfortunate souls. Okay. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to thank our very special guest, the street angel again for taking time. I wish we had got to meet each other. Yeah, me too. But, you know, it, it would have cost extra. So uh, I did I did tell him where you live. So you never know. He was looking for a place to stay crash <laughs> for a few days. So just okay. be be prepared. Ask him to make a baguette or something. Sure. <laughs> All right, folks. And uh, until next time, we will see you on the other side of the mirror. All right, said Alice. And thanks again for listening to the Generic Nonspecific Stevie Nicks podcast.